Um, you know what narrative I believe? What? Something about Paddington? I think Paddington killed her. Oh you think Padding- Paddington committed a crime against an elderly woman? <laughs> Paddington strikes again. Whoa, you guys. <laughs> Paddington's a no, killer? No, no. no, he would never he would never murder. I thought they were friends. Uh, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> You make that comment about making deposits on mute. Yeah, I told. Sorry, I should have muted. Told you, I got a cough drop right here. So, just J I C. If you suck on that while I'm doing the news portion, that might improve your British accent. Actually. Oh, you think so? Should I start? No, because we're not oh. starting the news just yet. Okay. Because first but... we got to remind people this is our last episode of the ah! season. <laughs> Very sad tear time. Yes, uh, we will not be returning for forever. Two months? No, not forever. Okay, if you want to disband the pod so badly, <laughs> I'm taking the copyright because I'm pretty sure I came Whoa, up with the name. Oh, you guys! I'm pretty sure okay. I came up with the name and Let's format. Let's take a vote. Um, which who whose solo pod would you listen to more, me or Zach's? <laughs> I feel like you would lack the motivation to get on and talk to yourself. Oh. And I- I, I talk to myself all the time. I would literally <laughs> never do this on my own. I would have to have somebody with me. I would have to either have a rotating schedule of guests or do some, like I just wouldn't because I could not. Yeah, I would not be motivated to get on here, do all this shit and be like, hey, everybody, welcome back. Plus, and you have, have to, to edit, edit yourself. It yeah, no. And See? post. No way. Dude. I have a leg up already. I, somebody would have to be paying me like 30K a year as like a side job to do this. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Well, exactly. That is a lot of money. <laughs> no, I would I would do it for free. Wow. Okay. I could I could talk to myself, you know that. I like talking. I mean, I talk to myself, but not like I don't have anything to say. I just No, you would make a podcast where like you talk to Sherry. You'd be like, "Can you be Sherry? Be a little girl." Or, you know what, what I would do? Called. I would make a podcast describing all the like weird things. I don't talk out loud to myself, but in my head, it's a fucking <laughs> circus up here. I feel like if you're an Aquarius, you totally get this. <laughs> I can entertain myself for fucking hours just sitting there staring at a wall. Like low key, sometimes I think okay. like, would I be able to so- like survive solitary confinement? And I'm like, 100%. Yeah, because I can entertain myself for so fucking long just up here. Just everything in here. I would do a podcast describing my thoughts. That's actually probably the most funny. Aquarius thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> You are funny. No, I I just like talk to myself. I talk to myself a lot when I'm playing video games. I'm actually kind of worried, like whenever Nick and I live together, that I don't know how I'm gonna control that. And he's probably gonna be a little bit perplexed. Like for like, instance, no. maybe for instance, I'm so for those of you who know what Elden Ring is, it's a game that came out this year. I finally made it to the final boss. For 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 context, oh, I remember this, this is you're telling us yes, about this. For context, this is one of the hardest games ever released. And just Ooh. yesterday, I made it to the final boss, and it is so fucking hard. And I don't even see. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I don't want to know the things I'm like saying while I'm playing because I'm just like locked in, you know. Especially with a game as high mm. focus as this, and I probably come up with like the wildest insults for these people. Well, it's not a person; it's like a creature, demon thing. But still. Anyway, concerned if he's going to judge me in my video game state. 
I kind of do that when I'm playing Lego Harry Potter. <laughs> I would now that I would love to listen to because you probably do that in a British accent. I'll be like, you stupid fucking bitch, Hermione, get out of the way. <laughs> Here's the thing. When you're playing single player on the Lego games and you know how they have the other characters that follow you Oh, around, the AI is not They good. get in the yeah. way. I'm like, fucking move. Oh, my God. <laughs> they piss me off. Yeah, the last Lego game I played was uh, Marvel's Avengers. And I had to, like, restart. I, I got to the very end of the Black Panther <laughs> level, and I had to restart it because fucking Shuri was blocking a switch and would not move. And it was a level where, like, you couldn't – you know sometimes you can just switch into them and move them? Right. It was a level where you couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's the other characters this game. are so <laughs> annoying. They just stand there, and I'm like, you're out of my way. Yeah. Anyway, we're going on a tangent. Okay, we really yeah, need yeah. to start because this is – okay, so truly – the universe said, oh, season finale? <laughs> Bet. Because yeah, lots lot. of shit happened. And I mean, also, we kind of did this on purpose, though. We, last we, week was supposed well, to be season finale. We kind of did. And I was like, oh, we need to do it because of D23. But you guys, I honestly completely forgot that the <laughs> Emmys were happening. So obviously, we also have to talk about that. Um, but yes, this is the season finale. We will return with season four. I just brought up the calendar. Uh, unless something changes... We will be returning November 17th because that is one after election day and two after Black Panther Wakanda Forever comes out, which we need totally. to talk about. So totally. uh, that's the plan for when we'll be back. So that's almost two months because this is dropping on the 15th of September. Hope you guys will be okay with that because I don't think I will. Wow. The way I was in the middle of the night, you just stopped Sorry. the recording. No, I didn't do it on purpose. I was trying to click over. I was looking at the calendar too. And then I was like, huh, okay. And then I clicked back over onto the Zoom and the part on Zoom that I clicked on just happened to be the pause button. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, I'm glad that I have the Glee version podcast to like help me carry on my podcasting oh, my duties. So we'll be there. If our audience wants to siphon off to another podcast until we come back, you should go Fine. listen to that one. I'll be doing a lot of voter contact, so wish me luck. I'm doing yeah, something like good for society. I'm like your podcast. Stuff. You know what? <laughs> just kidding. Let's just get started. I was started. sitting on that one. I wanted to say it so well. Let's just get started. Okay, so I should uh, start. I should start sucking on my lozenge. Yes, you should, because we're about to get on. We're about to get on a plane and fly over to <laughs> the motherland, <laughs> the UK. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not my motherland. <laughs> you saying that with the cough drop in your mouth made it so much better. You sound like you had a Listen, speech Hold on now, hold on. Take that back. <laughs> Don't say all that. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> motherland of the whites. Um, yeah. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II perished uh <gasps> last week <laughs> you don't I'm want sorry, you guys, guys. okay <laughs> no i'm not sorry i will be making lots of jokes okay <laughs> sorry not sorry i'm not sorry at all queen elizabeth should be sorry <laughs> oh my god okay i will say this i will say this if you regardless of whether or not you live in the uk or somewhere else if you are sad that the queen has passed I am sorry. Just and Google. We we respect that. Yeah, sure. But like for the oh, people who yeah. don't care like us, please don't think we're like monsters. Cause yes, like no. death is serious and everything, but also okay, like Okay, but also literally Google. Like just Google. Also like the monarch. Like I, I just don't think 
I just don't think we're bad people for making disparaging remarks about famous rich people. You know what I mean? Like, well, like we're literal all about... colonizers. Yes, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay, but I'm, sorry, like, sorry. I'm saying in general, because we talk a lot of shit about a lot of powerful people. But here mm-hmm. at Exhausted, our motto is punching up. I feel like punching yeah. up is 100% okay, unless we're being like really malicious about it. Like if I started yeah. calling Queen Lizzie like <gasps> a whore or something, that'd be too much. <laughs> but uh, we're going to call her a colonizer instead. <laughs> Yeah. Also, you guys, she lived till she was 96. I feel like once you get that fucking old, it's like we can yeah. laugh about. Your We're death not a making fun bit. of a tragic death. Like if, if right. she was like stabbed 20 times, that's that that's would be fucked dark. up. That, yeah, that would fucked be fucked up. up. She we literally can't laugh died about that. The most peaceful, peaceful way surrounded in a castle. By... Like, right. Yeah, I think she's all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a little bit of backstory for those of you who might not know, even though this is like one of the biggest news stories of the decade so far. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II, her reign was seven decades on the throne. She's the longest serving British monarch. She died in 96 in Balmoral, Balmoral Castle in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah, Uh, this was on September 8th. It is obviously now September 15th when you're listening to this. And the funeral will be taking place at Westminster abbey on september 19th and her son prince charles who's 73 years old is now the king he is king charles the third which really quick i just want to say we did talk about this on this podcast at one point and i said that i would pay i would bet money that charles would die before elizabeth i was wrong Yeah, I guess you were. Sorry. Um, but you know what? I give him I don't even give him 10 years, y'all. Well, wait, how old is he? He's 73. Okay. I give him I'll give him 10 years. But also men don't live as long as women. So I'm still gonna give him 10 years. Especially if they act like that. His dad was old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I don't know. I like to think that like all the princess die guilt is yeah. in him and that's gonna send him to an early. That's gonna grade. send him. Yeah, he's <laughs> so how do we feel about Queen Lizzie, her legacy. How do we feel about that? Her legacy. <laughs> hey, Sorry. good, bad. It's a legacy, regardless. It is fucking insane. I honestly, when it happened, and it happened so quickly that I have reason to believe that she actually died, probably earlier than we think she did. I personally feel like there's no way she got up that morning and was like, uh, uh, "I'm stuck." <laughs> oh and then they were like, "Oh my god!" Like I feel like it happened, like how her dad's death happened on the crown, like her people came in to wake her up and she just didn't wake up. And then they were like, oh my God, what do we do? Like, I think they weren't really that prepared. So they were like, uh-oh, huh? we need to look after the queen. Uh, check back later. And then we check back later and they were like, she died. Um, I think that's what happened. Because it's like, you're really telling me they were like, mm, it's not looking good. And then like an hour later, they were like, she died. Like, no. That's just personally oh, the narrative God. I choose to believe. Um, you know what narrative I believe? What? Something about Paddington? I think Paddington killed her. Oh you <laughs> think Paddington <laughs> committed a crime against an elderly woman? Paddington strikes again. Whoa, you guys. <laughs> Paddington's a no, killer? No, no. no, he would never. He would never murder. I thought they were friends. Uh, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> No, here's That's the thing. What the, the, media, the media, the leftist, <laughs> radical leftist exactly. media. 
<laughs> Paddington would totally like any crime he commits is an accident. It's just like how in Paddington 2, everyone thought that he stole the pop-up book, but it, he didn't. He didn't like Hugh Grant did. Yeah, he and did. so if Paddington were to kill somebody, it would be an absolute complete accident. Like he would probably be like he'd slip on a marmalade sandwich and then fall into someone and knock them off a cliff. And that's that would well maybe would that's be an what accident. happened with Queen Elizabeth. Maybe that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Speaking of Paddington, actually, though. Yeah, it was uh, a great transition. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ely, for sending me the story because it is so funny. <laughs> I think I laughed so- about this for so long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously, you know, the Queen has died. Lots of tributes. The UK is weeping or whatever. The white people in UK are weeping, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so a bunch of people are leaving a bunch of shit outside the gates of Buckingham Palace and in other places. And this includes like flowers, of course, and keepsakes and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people are leaving like little stuffed Paddington bears and marmalade sandwiches. In the picture (laughs) of the story, it shows one in a bag, but uh, there's lots of them that are just being left out in the open. (laughs) And this is, you know, they perceive to be, I'm guessing this is all like earnest, like an earnest tribute to the queen because Paddington is like associated with, the queen a lot and then they did a video yes that too that earlier this year um that was like a very recent pop culture moment that we actually talked about so people have been leaving those um but these sandwiches in particular are becoming moldy (laughs) and attracting pests and so vermin vermin so the royal parks service has issued a statement urging for people uh not to do this (laughs) Uh, and they're also telling people to like move all the tributes from Buckingham Palace to the tribute garden nearby in Green Park. But I want to read the statement they released uh, in a little accent. I'm going to try okay. to ask you ready. <clears throat> yeah. In the interest of sustainability, we ask visitors to only lay organic or compostable material. <laughs> We would prefer visitors not to bring non-floral objects slash artifacts such as teddy bears <laughs> or balloons. <laughs> They're over it, you guys. Wow. They're like, can you guys fucking stop? But see, I like to think, even though I'm pretty sure in reality it's all earnest, I like to think that people are kind of doing this to troll. They're Just like, oh, here's your marmalade sandwich. Because yeah. Paddington fans, we can be a little feisty. Oh, yeah? You're yeah. not all children? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> My no. favorite part was the tweet that I sent you where somebody was like, oh, the rats eating the the marmalade sandwiches <laughs> lived outside of Buckingham House. And it was Kiki Palmer when she did her Hot Ones interview going, mm, this one has a little sweetness to it. <laughs> Every time yeah, somebody that uses funny. that clip, it's so funny. <laughs> mm, this one has a little sweetness to it. I've seen some some dirty iterations of that clip. Oh, so has Kiki <laughs> talked about it in one of her interviews. She was like, oh you guys are getting crazy with that one. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, anyway, moving on, another queen-related story. If you guys can't tell, obviously. The theme this week is queen. Is queens. <laughs> queens. Queens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll be talking more about queens when it comes to the Emmys. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of them. Uh, where was I? So, right. yes, colonizing. 
<laughs> so a lot of the Western world is mourning Queen Lizzie, like I said. But some members of her former colonies are now raising some alarms, mm-hmm. particularly in parts of South Asia. People are talking about the, and apologies if I mispronounced this, the diamond Koinor. Someone to call it Koinor. Okay. So this is rumored to be the most expensive diamond in the world, around $400 million. And it is 109 carats. And it has been at the center of a debate for a long time. But of course, now it's coming back up following her her death. Anyway, the royals claim that this diamond was a gift, but at least four countries dispute this. It's India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Iran. And they say that it's looted and should be returned to them <gasps> following her death. And this diamond is believed to bring bad luck to men, but <gasps> good fortune to women. <gasps> and it's been worn by generations of British queens since well, the, quote, gifting. Now, now hold on. Hold, hold on a second. The luck run out? Is that what you're going to say? No, I'm saying if it brings bad luck to men, maybe it's not such a bad thing if her son. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Because listen up. Listen oh. up. This is the shitty thing. Okay. So the Queen Mother Elizabeth wore it in her crown. <gasps> but... It's so it's on display now at the Tower of London, but the crown will apparently be passed down to the wife of Charles, Camilla. No, I know. No, right? no, ridiculous. Not the side bitch. <laughs> I know, I know. Isn't that weird? No, that woman should not be receiving anything. She didn't do anything. I know. We don't like her, you guys. You guys, not Camilla. <laughs> Like, what did she do? Absolutely nothing to get where she was. So be a little bit. Uh... You good head. I don't know. <laughs> Ely. <laughs> oh, my God. She said, mm, got a little sweetness, sweetness to it. <laughs> anyway. Am I wrong? Like, what the fuck? I don't think this very expensive diamond is going to be returned to. Well, first of all, it doesn't no. seem like there's Camilla a very clear nation that. that it should be re- returned to. So I, I feel like there could almost be disputes amongst nations in South Asia that think it's theirs. But I highly this could doubt. Worse. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be fucking crazy. A diamond? Crazy. That would be crazy, dude. Especially since men usually fight the wars. And apparently, this diamond is no use to them if it brings bad luck. Women, we got to sort this out as women. You know how we do. <laughs> so all this is wow. to say, this this story is just kind of like, I wanted to bring it up because the whole Camilla tea, but it it's just Diana goes to show still you. Alive and still married to Charles, which I guess that would be horrible oh for God. her. But if if she were still around, I feel like I would be okay with her having it. But Camilla, <laughs> no. Not the double standard. No. <laughs> Are you kidding? This diamond does not belong to the royal family. <laughs> The colonizers, as you call them. And now I you're know, saying, oh, but, if, if no, another white lady thing. was around. No, I'm saying if they're not going to give it back, I would rather have this other white lady have it. <laughs> True. I'd have the I, better of the two I, white ladies. I see what you're saying. The much, much better yeah. of the two white ladies. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Uh, but anyway, the story is indicative, of course, the 
extensive colonial history that the queen herself has has been a part of. Um, I know uh, people have this narrative and whether it's true or not of her being just like this, like um, humble giving person, whatever. She's still the head or was still the head of a monarchy that was a symbol of colonialism for a lot of people. So just as we're saying we respect you if you're mourning the queen's death, you should respect the people that are rightfully calling out the damage that was dealt and left in her wake. Also, I didn't know this, but I guess, I mean, I guess I did know this, that like Britain is just like the largest, like the most colonizing, but apparently every six days, a nation in this war on our earth celebrates its independence from Britain. Every six days. Like on average or literally every six days? Literally every six that's days. Crazy. There's an Independence Day from Britain that's celebrated I guess we somewhere even in have the world. That. We yes. even have that here. <laughs> that's interesting, actually. Well, it's because I think, oh, I saw something. I, I think, oh, what was the number? I think Britain has colonized or like at some point in history, they've colonized every nation on Earth besides 22 of them. Isn't that yeah. crazy? And so I like really truly didn't understand like how this country and this monarchy is like white, like just a giant white supremacy, like a symbol of white supremacy. Well, yeah, totally. I like so. it never really hit me, but, you know, I still ride or die for for Harry and Meghan. Oh, my God. They left it. They knew what they was doing. <laughs> they said, fuck these people. Although and they're going to they be live. at that funeral, though. Well, I mean, I think it would be a little wrong for Harry to not be at his grandma's funeral. Wouldn't that <laughs> his, be such a his move? His granny. That would Wouldn't that be funny. such a move? Such a... <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, uh, I did want to talk about one unrelated news story before we moved on, just because mm-hmm. I thought this was interesting. So okay. finally, and I don't necessarily mean finally in a good or bad finally. way, but obviously it's been over two and a half years or just about two and a half years since the pandemic started. And New York city is just now dropping their mask mandate for the uh, subway. Honestly. Well, sorry, I'll let you keep going. So it's now optional of course, but they did this in a really strange way. So the MTA, they released this. If you haven't seen this already, I need you to at least like click on the, if you hover over the story, it'll show the image this very strange ad where it's four people. One of them's wearing a mask the right way. Uh-huh. One, one of them is wearing a mask with the nose poking out. One of them is wearing a mask covering the nose, but not the mouth. And one of them is just no mask oh. smiling. Oh. And so oh. under all of them, besides the one with the mask over just the nose, it says yes. And the mask over just the nose says you do you. And a lot of people have an issue with this, of course, because it's kind of like, it just doesn't, it's not a good look, especially when New York City was an epicenter of the deadly pandemic for such a long time. And like thousands of thousands of people lost their lives. And now we've gotten to this point where like the MTA, an official New York like institution, is kind of just like, you know, thumbing their nose at all that. Because, and speaking of nose, it's like, it's just so weird to see an image of someone wearing a mask incorrectly. And it literally says, yes. Like, I think they were trying to be funny, but when you really think about it for more than like 10 seconds, it's it's not not good. If y'all would have had like maybe one extra person in the room, this wouldn't have happened. 
Yeah, this is weird to me. Um, because they really could have just uh not did this and been like yes. masks are optional. <laughs> they yeah. didn't they didn't need to they didn't need to do all that. No. Well, like we don't it's just did a bad look. I just it makes me uncomfortable looking at it. Uh, and again, it's one of those situations where you just think, how are people in a room like a whole multiple people worked on this? And how did they not stop and think, huh, this hey, might be a little this bit offensive. Yeah. 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 Or like maybe we just like if we're going to encourage wearing masks, maybe we should encourage them being worn the correct way. Yeah. And if not you want to celebrate way that makes them useless. Yeah. And if you want to celebrate an option. Have one person with a mask on, right? Have one person with no mask. Yes, And say, you do you. Why did you have to have all this extra imagery? Exactly, yeah. See, you hit the nail on the head. You should work for the MTA. I should work for a lot of people. Everybody (laughs) does stuff stupid. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I personally believe that they should still require masks because I was just in New York and I didn't even take public transit and I still got sick. Yeah, New York is nasty. And you were with you were with a girl post concert that was walking around them streets without shoes on. Oh my god, that woman, you guys! <laughs> I probably will never see these people again. <laughs> I feel like it's known because even I've seen people make videos about like cringing when people go to New York and then like will touch the bottom of their shoe. You know how some people do that little pose where they're like holding their shoe. Yeah, people will be like, "Ew, oh my god, don't do that in New York." Like it's known. Like that's fucking gross. This girl took off her shoes and was like, my feet hurt and started walking around the streets of like downtown Manhattan Mm -mm. and her feet turned black instantly. Like Mm -mm. her feet, you guys, I have a video. Her (gasps) feet were literally, it was so bad. And I thought I was going to get blisters from how like badly my shoes were like rubbing on the bottom of my feet. But I was like, I'll let my feet bleed out. I'll (laughs) let my feet, uh, even then. I will not be taking off my shoes. <laughs> I'm also surprised she didn't step on a piece of glass or something. Right. That's what I was like. <laughs> what if you step on something? And then she only put them back on because we walked past a garbage can that had a ton of mice in it and it kind of grossed her out. So then she put her shoes back on. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, so if you are a person of color and you meet white strangers at an event, <laughs> you're going to, something's going to go down. Something's going to go down. <laughs> tell you that you're funny okay and on that note now let's move on okay let's move on (laughs) sorry i just had to i had to speak my piece because now i'm finally healing from my illness and i'm pretty actually it's really it's fully my fault like i should have worn my mask but i didn't yeah and that's what you get Uh, okay I only have two stories for music this week um, because I don't know. Nothing's really happening in the music industry, you guys. Nothing that I feel like I should want to that I want to spend my energies talking about. Fair there have been things that have happened that are really sad that I would prefer not to talk about. So what do you mean? There was a shooting recently and it has sparked debate on the internet. Maybe we'll talk about it next week, but Oh, really? Next week we're not gonna be here, boo. Oh my god, you guys. Okay, basically this guy who's a rapper <laughs> got shot while he was eating with his girlfriend and he died, and people are blaming the girlfriend oh, for geotagging their location on like her Snapchat oh, story shit. or something. So now people are like, why are we victim blaming? But then people are yeah, like, it's let's dangerous not do now that. to geotag, and then it's like a lot of stuff. So that happened in the music industry, kind of, but also not kind of. 
Okay. Something a little bit more positive though that happened this week. If you haven't heard this like new transition sound on TikTok, it's um to this song by Armani White called Billie Eilish and people are using it to like change outfits. Um, And it's like, it's, every- I mean, I think it's everywhere, even not transition people. It's just a very popular sound now, but this is again, another instance of TikTok controlling the music industry a little bit. I wouldn't say controlling. That's a big word, but having influence over the music industry. Yes. This song um, is Armani White's first hot 100, not hit, but first entrance onto the hot 100 chart coming in at number 99. Hey, I've never heard of this song before. So if you scroll on TikTok for maybe like three minutes, I bet you will. I bet you will find it. It's like pretty popular, but I know you haven't been scrolling on TikTok, so I won't. I will give you some grace. (laughs) And now another story that I have that I feel like I've become. I feel like I go through phases where I have like one thing that I keep talking about every week. This song happens to be the one thing that I talk about every week. We're talking about As It Was by, I almost said Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) By Harry Styles, again, (laughs) because this week it became the 13th song to hit 13 weeks at number one on the Hot 100. The longest reign that a song has had since Old Town Road now. So now we're going even further back. Damn. I don't think it's going to be Old Town Road because I feel like that's kind of... Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say. I should. I can't, I should. We'll just have to wait and see. How many weeks was that at number one for? <clears throat> I want to say sixteen, but I feel like that's kind of a low number. It might have been longer. Sixteen weeks. I was right. Wow! Look at you, a little smarty, oh little smarty gosh. pants. Wait, stop! I'm like really proud of myself for knowing that. <laughs> okay. That's why you do the music section, Ely. I know. But sometimes I doubt myself. Okay, hold on. I have to look up one more thing because I know Despacito uh, is the other one. Okay. That one spent 29 weeks at number one. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Wait, sorry. That was at the Latin. Okay, I'll have to do more research on this later. But so it could beat Old Town Road. Um, 16 weeks. That's only three more weeks. I feel like as it was could stay up up there for three more weeks. It definitely could. Uh, uh. This will be so interesting, you guys. We're witnessing history. Okay. <laughs> um, that was all I had for music, but I guarantee you I'll have more about Harry Styles the next time we record in November because he's like really close to hitting some other records and like oh yeah, like this. I don't know what what kind of what he sprinkled into Harry's house, but he it maybe it was just right timing. I don't know, but he's been doing exceedingly well. In music, because also by the time we get yeah. back, we will have had the opportunity to see both of his movies <laughs> yeah, from this just year. Just to clarify, I really would like to strongly clarify in music. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. So just bear with me, you guys. There is a lot. This very well might be the longest entertainment segment this season because I have to talk about D23. And the Emmys and some boys drama that I'm wow. going to talk about right now. Yeah, it's crazy. So some quick boys drama. The show, The Boys. That's it, that is. Uh, so last week, Erin Moriarty, who plays Starlight on the show, she reposted an article that someone wrote that's titled hashtag I stand with Starlight, the betrayal of Erin Moriarty by the boys fans. She shared this on her Instagram account. And the piece points out the misogynistic hate that Starlight and Aaron Moriarty 
have received via subreddits and social media during her time on The Voice. And in the caption of this post that she reshared, Erin Moriarty said that she has felt silenced and dehumanized by the rampant criticism of her character and appearance. And here's the exact post. She said, I do feel paralyzed. I've put blood, sweat, and tears into this role over and over and over again. I've grown up in this character's shoes. Emphasis on grown up. We change and evolve mentally and physically. So with that, I say, A, thank you to, and she linked the person who wrote that article. B, this does break my heart. I've opened up a vein for this role and the misogynistic trolling exactly what this role would speak out against. And C, everyone's going through their own battles. Let's not add to that. I will never intentionally and especially publicly add to yours, which I think is a very measured response. Yeah. And uh, I want to echo what the creator of the boys, Eric Kripke said that I'm going to talk about in a moment, which is the trolls, particularly for Starlight's character. Do you completely not understand the point of this show? <laughs> the boys is such an amazing satire and condemnation of the far right basically and it's almost like satirical and like this is when i say it feels like we're living in a satire sometimes it feels like a satire of itself that the boys actually has quite a few conservative viewers because they sympathize with homelander oh because they think it's like for real well like homelander who's like the just absolute egomaniac sociopathic superman like right. character who's the antagonist right. of the show he like the satire especially in season three is that he's like a trump figure and because the trumpers are such fucking morons they see the show and they think that the show is like championing him even though it's not right. and so they, like they don't up, get it yeah they and then they think that like the boys and like starlight in that camp are the bad guys because they're idiots even oh, though that no. is not what the show is about. And if any even semi-intelligent person watched it, I think you'd be able to grasp that. Um, so yeah, like I said, the creator of The Boys, Eric Kripke, and I believe he's British. So just imagine what I'm about to read. Imagine that in like an English accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he heard about this and he absolutely went off on Twitter. <laughs> he said, hi, trolls. One, this is literally the opposite of the show's fucking message. Two, you're causing pain to real people with real feelings. Be kind. If you can't be kind, then eat a bag of dicks, fuck off to the sun, and don't watch the boys. We don't want you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Although, you know what I will say? I like that a showrunner is actually defending and protecting their actors because we haven't seen enough of that. I agree. Yep. Especially men defending women too. Like right, women will fiercely defend power. women, but yeah. men, ugh, y'all need to do better. Yeah. So this just proves how awesome the boys is and the people behind it. Please go watch it, Ileana Reed. You need to watch it. And also, on a side mm-hmm. note, oh my god, I just realized. You know, what we didn't talk about at all. You meeting what? my fucking dad. Oh my god. And I was going to say, okay, we're going to take a side branch in a second, but I was going to say, because Saturday night when Nick and I were getting drinks with dad and Brett, uh, it was at uh, Puttery. I didn't realize that they had been watching the boys and it, I was elated because I told Aww. them nobody I fucking know watches the boys. Except, I think so Alice cute. watches the boys, but I don't really talk to her like on a regular basis. So I was like, why didn't you tell me this? They said they were just starting season three. I was like, that's amazing. Aww. 
but anyway BFFs, Ken and Brett yeah we need to take a detour because I cannot believe that we forgot about this especially since I said another reason why we had to record this week is for this for this meeting so we could recap yeah yeah so Friday evening me and Nick and Ely met up with dad and Brett for those of you who don't know Brett is my dad's husband I do not call him my stepdad because that's weird so I just call him Brett uh we <laughs> went out to dinner at this french restaurant it was, was like nice. french slash japanese <laughs> yeah it was very interesting it was but very it was good confusing. and then we walked all the way to the mall and we saw some like monuments at night that's always fun and then per nick's suggestion and brett's support because apparently brett went there like a, a decade ago or something we went to the rooftop bar at the hotel washington and yeah, felt kind did. of out of place because that was a bougie place, but it was, it was fun. fun. And the view is I got like asked to remove my cap. <laughs> they said, Man, man, no cops. They were like, no oh cops my God. <laughs> anyway, did you have a good time? You like my yeah, dad? I had a you great like time. I love your dad. I love Brad. They're so cute, you guys. <laughs> at one point, when it was like you, me, and Nick at the bar and they were sitting by each other, like by the window, I was like, oh. <laughs> why? they're so cute oh yeah yeah they're cute yeah i'm glad you got along with them and my dad my dad was cracking jokes my dad he's funny (laughs) he's funny you guys (laughs) you guys have the same sense of humor though when he was making jokes i was like that's a joke exactly before yeah you guys are of course i don't know if you guys on this podcast have heard me say this but zach is literally his dad's twin so (laughs) they are very similar like you really think so you guys look, you're literally the same. <laughs> when oh. you're Brett's or when you're Ken's age, I want you to take a photograph and put it next to his photograph. Oh, you mean like physically? Yes, you guys look the same and you kind of have the same energy a little bit. <laughs> That's interesting to me. Well, hmm. it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, nobody wants to hear that they're the same as their parents. I get it, but I guess it's not in a bad way. It's in a good way. You know what? I did want to hear though. That you had a good time, so I'm glad you did. And you fun. finally got, got to go. meet him and Brett, and that makes and me we happy. hugged. I will say that was the greatest thing at the end of the night. <laughs> it was like when we first met, I wasn't like I shouldn't hug them, you know, I don't know these people. There was no contact, yeah. Right. But then at the end of the night, they hugged they both hugged me, and I was like, Okay. That was that's the goal. The, that's the best feeling when like you go in, like you're meeting someone for for the first time. Usually it's like a family member and obviously there's no contact or maybe there is like some people are huggers, but then at the end of it, you get like the, the hug. Yeah. It just sucked. Cause I know I had been sweating a lot that evening. Uh, so it was, was like, humid. Hug me and I'm all sweaty. <laughs> it was humid. And then the very next night, Saturday night, it was like kind of chilly actually. Oh, chilly. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, let's go back to entertainment sorry we completely forgot sorry. about that but we had to talk about that momentous occasion yeah. yeah so let's get into d23 for those of you who don't know d23 is the entirely disney and disney company backed uh convention that takes place in anaheim it's every Ooh. other year i don't remember when the last one was because i think the pandemic fucked with it a little bit but this one was in person well, and everything. Even so they only do it like every couple of years, right? Yeah, it's usually every other year. But I, I oh. think, I think this might be the first one since 2019 because of the pandemic. Yes. I don't think they even had like a virtual. I don't know. I could be wrong. But anyway, hmm. so real quick before I get into like <laughs> everything they announced, 
I was a little bit disappointed, I think, particularly in Marvel and Star Wars, of course, the two things yeah. I care most about. Uh, I think the glaring omission from Marvel was all of Fantastic the Four. yes, all of the the scoopers and whatnot on the internet were saying that we were probably going to get a Fantastic Four cast announcement, Ugh. and that did not happen, unfortunately. Y'all need to stop leaking shit. Well, no, like I, I mean, I haven't seen. I just don't think they've hired anyone yet. Mm. I don't think anything was leaked. I just think that for some reason they just Marvel just could not get that cast together. I don't know. I was seeing some tweets. Oh, I haven't seen anything, so do not tell okay. me. I won't say anything. Uh, I don't even and, remember. Okay. <laughs> <what it> was. <laughs> and then the other thing I was disappointed by was we like like I said when we were talking about Comic Con and their presentation. Then there was a bunch of like quite literal oh, yeah. question marks on the Phase Five timeline that I thought for sure would get filled in at D twenty three, but they weren't so right they only announced like stuff that's coming in the next few months even yeah like they didn't so, really announce anything super long term aside from like the thunderbolts they didn't and, and we knew about that they didn't right. announce any new film projects Ugh. which was strange so i was disappointed in that and then with star wars you guys i cannot tell you <laughs> zach is sick of star wars you guys no He's i about cannot to tell you how <laughs> no it really is hard to be a star wars fan these days it is hard i cannot tell you how disappointed I was when they made zero mention of any film projects for Star Wars. Absolutely Babe, zero. I've been you. Which all but confirms that Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie is not happening because the release date is still set for Christmas next year. That's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. That's Unless not they're happening. like super top secret working on it. No. They <laughs> but you know they're not. It. They would have talked about it because <laughs> there's not, not going to be another smart. D23 before that is supposed to come out right. so no, that's not I'm, happening i'm telling you solo like tr solo and probably the ending to the sequel trilogy like royally i think fucked them up yeah. no definitely and also the toxic fan base threw everything <laughs> away i mean yeah it was really the react the the toxic fan base's reaction to a lot of things royally yeah. fucked them up and i think now because they're they're really holding on for dear life to the mandalorian because that's the only thing that they can do somewhat right yeah and i will be talking about that but mm -hmm. those were my big disappointments i don't know about you yeah. and i just felt like no there was there was more stuff than i thought that was only shown to in-person people like i thought more stuff would be put online like for instance yeah. i also thought for sure we would get that ant-man and the wasp quantum mania trailer because they already showed that at comic-con I thought we were uh, going to get that and still no. Oh, yeah. So I, guess, I guess we're going to have to wait till Wakanda forever to see that. Well, and also, so I will say this. They did not. Yeah, the Star Wars panels and the um, Marvel stuff, I was also disappointed by because <clears throat> I was just expecting more, especially because we got so much at Comic-Con. I was like, we, we both were like, wow, well, what are they going to do at D23? Yeah. And then, however, I feel like it was more disappointing because the first panel was all the like um, Disney. What is their the what is the it Disney called? live action? Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. They had a ton of stuff. That panel was popping. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, not stuff that I'm like jacked about, except for the Little Mermaid. But I mean, like they had stuff. Yeah. That's way true. more than marvel and star wars did so i was like oh okay this is a big one they really yep. like started the week off high and then the days kept going and i was like oh huh. yeah there were some stuff that i 
love though. And I'm, I'll be getting into that. So I have this okay. whole deadline article pulled up of everything okay. that was Sorry. at D23. And thing. I'm going to, I'm going to go fast through stuff that I don't really care about, but if you care about something, please stop me. I, all I care about so, is the little mermaid. So we can stop. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so with Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, they showed footage only to people in attendance. Same with Wakanda Forever. Showed footage only to people in attendance. Captain America New World Order. That's the next cat film starring Anthony Mackie. Mm -hmm. Since he is now Captain America. That comes out in summer 2024. We got new cast members Shira Haas and Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. Talk about book ending. Because he was in the very first quote MCU film with the Incredible Hulk. And now he's coming back uh, 16 years later wow. for Captain America New World Order. I hope he has the big head this time because he's playing the leader. And in the <laughs> comics, he has a big like mushroom head. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic Four. We got confirmation on the director that was leaked weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thunderbolts. I already knew that was happening, but we got the lineup. The imagery, yeah. So we got David Harbour as... Uh, well, in the comics, I know it was Crimson Dynamo, so that's I'm gonna call him Crimson Dynamo. I think they they named him something else for Black Widow, and I forgot. read some read something. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus as Val, yes. of course she's Can't gonna wait. be there. Wyatt Russell as U.S. Agent, rocking the actual U.S. Agent costume from the comics. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Sebastian Stan as Bucky, of course. Mm -hmm. Hannah John Kamen as Ghost, coming back from Ant Man and the Wasp. Hopefully they give her more to do this time. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm interested because I wasn't giving much in Ant Man in the Wasp. And same with Olga Kurilenko as Taskmaster and Black Widow. Did yeah did again wasn't giving her. much. I don't did did she have any lines? I I don't think so. And here's something they need to fix. Something that still bothers me is because of course they did that whole like reveal. Oh, but the reveal is that she woman. You know, and I think that kind of twist is so outdated. Uh, it is. It's like, what, okay. What bothered me is that her stunt person was a man. <clears throat> right. And, and now, fix that. <laughs> well, and here's the thing that bothers me about this character, too, is that, like, the person in the suit, it honestly had zero effect really on this on the storyline. Like, it didn't really matter. It could have been fucking anybody in that suit. And I think yeah. that movie would have ended the same that it did. And so now I'm very interested as to why they're making a big deal out of her being quote unquote being in the suit again for Thunderbolts when it's like her character doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I'm sorry since... to say it. Like, I'm happy. Yeah, she woman. Great. But it's like <laughs> not don't do that. If the woman under the suit, one is not really under the suit and two just stands there like this. <laughs> like not doing anything for the whole movie and then three when the reveal literally doesn't fucking matter okay natasha didn't kill someone that she thought she killed she still yeah. don't do what she gonna do <laughs> <laughs> and also it's just weird that, like taskmaster with the hood and mask on looks very very similar to ghost who has to keep her hood and mask on because of like her power set so that's a weird choice to me but anyway i'm of course, leaving out the most important person of this roster, which is Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. Oh, and they put her like right in the middle. Right in the we center. We were just, her. we were going to eat that shit up. Yeah, she is so good, you guys. We love uh, her. Notable omission. Nope. Uh, Daniel Brule as Baron Zemo is not <gasps> here. You're right. But I thought he was going to be in this. I thought so, too. Thought somebody said. And he, he literally founded or helped found the Thunderbolts in the comics and yeah i don't know 
Very um, strange. But yeah, this is strange. They kind of set them out. set that up in Cap or what is that movie or what is that? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier. So, uh, whoa. Yeah, very strange. But it comes out in 2024. Anyway, on to Lucasfilm. Okay, Indiana sorry. Jones Five trailer was shown to the people in attendance. Was not shown to us. Also, there Rude. was a very cute photo of no. Harrison Ford and Kui Kwan reuniting because <laughs> he, of course, played Short Round in uh was it last crusade temple of doom i don't i've never seen so that was this movie v- are you kidding there's classics you need to at least watch raiders no raiders i know my dad my dad brings it up every time he's like you know what movie you need to watch it's called raiders of the- he is like it's like an indie <laughs> like it's something that people haven't seen it's called raiders of the lost ark i'm like yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny okay moving on Avatar The Way of Water, that's a sequel to Avatar. There was a bunch of footage shown to the audience in attendance with 3D glasses. Nothing was released online. <laughs> with 3D uh, glasses. Yeah, like they handed out, apparently it was like an undertaking because there was like thousands of people in that giant hall. Oh got my there. God, I would have been pissed if I had to wait for them to physically hand out 3D glasses to all yeah. those people. I'm like, seriously, y'all couldn't have found a better way to do this? For Avatar? Where there's <sighs> white people with dreads in the movie? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> disney live action uh so we got a title to the prequel to the lion king 2019 which is called which, mufasa the sorry lion king. who asked for this you no know, okay i'm pissed about this first of all to all you guys that went because this the first movie made over a billion dollars made That's a shit ton of crazy. money That's if you went crazy. and saw that movie shame on you because I heard it was I, not good. I hate that movie. It exists for no reason. It's like the I, live action one you're saying. Not even live action. Like it's it's CGI. Oh, I was like, you're talking about the Lion King. <laughs> I'm talking about Lion King 2019. Yes, sorry. Yes. I thought when you said not even live action, I thought you were referring to the movie like itself. Oh, I was no. like, whoa. No, no, that movie bothers me because they they it costs hundreds of million dollars to make. And they did this weird choice where it's CGI, but it's photorealistic CGI, but it's not super photorealistic because in like five years, it's going to look dated. Right. And it's also like shot for shot. It's devoid of color. Like, I don't, um, it's also, just I don't a... really understand. I mean, actually, no, let me shut my mouth. I just Go hate off. how some of these live action movies, but I also am going to kind of be a little bit uh, contradicting. So I don't know if I should say this, but I think it's kind of dumb that they have this like serious tone to all the live action movies. And then they're still keeping some of them as musicals. Like to me, that's kind of weird. Yes. Very strange. Like the jungle book, uh, them inserting the music from the jungle book in the live action version felt so like completely not in line with the tone of the rest of the movie. (laughs) Oh, interesting. I didn't see that one, but uh, I I don't really have any interest in these. So yeah. But I'm mad about this too because Barry, they got Barry Jenkins to direct this movie. And Barry Jenkins is such a good filmmaker. And his last two films are like masterpieces. He directed Moonlight, of course, and If Beale Street Can Talk. And he hasn't released a film since. And this film is not due out till 2024, which means it'll be his first film. His first film in six years is a fucking prequel to The Lion King 2019. (laughs) And that means that like an actual Barry Jenkins movie after that will probably be another few years out. So because of fucking Disney, I'm probably going to have to wait like 10 years in between proper Barry Jenkins releases. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Little Mermaid. What do you feel? 
What okay. are your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. We, we got a teaser trailer. Uh, yes. Of course. We got a teaser trailer, but the people that were there got way more of part of your world than we did. So thank but you to you whoever leaked leaks, that. Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say thank you to whoever <laughs> leaked that. Okay. So if you don't know, which I feel like I haven't really made this a part of my personality in a really long time. So if we like just met in the last like three years, you might not know this. I <laughs> fucking love The Little Mermaid. That is one of my favorite movies ever of all time for really mostly just like um, nostalgic reasons. It was my favorite movie, my favorite Disney movie as a kid, and I love it to this day. I, for my 16th birthday, was Little Mermaid themed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have so much aerial stuff. Like I love Little Mermaid. It's my favorite movie. Um, I used to sing Part of Your World as like a little kid all the time. My parents were so sick of me, but they have like uh vhs tapes of me singing that song as a little kid and so when they announced they were doing live action i was like (laughs) and then they were like oh hallie bailey's gonna be ariel and i was like oh and obviously i'm not a fucking hating ass bitch and i was like excited (laughs) about this i was like wow but i was also kind of like interesting like why her you know like it just was like, huh? It like felt like they were like a different, a new direction, which I'm grateful for. But some people are delusional and are not grateful for racist. Yeah, but then <laughs> they released this clip of her, and then oh, and then in between that, Melissa McCarthy was all like, "Oh, Halle Bailey singing part of your world brought me to tears." I was like, "Bitch, calm down!" Like, <laughs> white people hype up black people sometimes, like a little, like they be extra <laughs> about it, and so it's like, oh my god, I was like, chill. But then they release this clip and listening to Halle Bailey sing part of your world literally brought me to tears. Oh, really? (laughs) Because I was like, I used to sing this song as a kid and like Ariel did not look like me. And now it is. And now I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) (laughs) this is so special. And she's got pipes, too. Oh, my God. Right. And oh, that was the other thing I was going to say. When she got cast, I was like, interesting. Like, I wonder why her. But then they released that clip and it immediately made it immediately made sense. Immediately. Like immediately there was no one else that could have done this part. But you don't really listen to Chloe and Hallie, do you? Mm, not really, honestly. I kind of like Which is a shame I, I didn't their music really slaps. like the production of like their first, of their album. <gasps> I don't know. I'm so sorry. I mean, I rec- wow. I love that they they both sing great individually, but I feel like they were kind of like forced together because they're sisters. I was and just I gonna feel like I now th- they're thriving as soloists. I was gonna be like I thought you were going to put a period at the end of that. I'm like, they're sisters. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I wonder if Chloe will have like a little cameo. Probably not. It's like another mermaid. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so now I'm excited mostly because I want them to release the soundtrack because I want to listen to that part of your world over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, but I'm also excited because I wish, you know, younger me could have had this moment. Yeah, but see, you're still pretty young and you get to have that moment next year. I know, I'm talking about like as a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, now kids will have that though. Right, and it makes me very happy. It honestly makes me so happy. And again, people who are delusional and hateful and racist are going to be up and are going to be up in arms always about either like 
original characters being made to be people of color or like having people of color be implemented into stories that are traditionally white, blah, blah, blah. But like, I need y'all to understand that like when I was in like prime developmental age, I literally thought I was ugly because I was black. Like I thought I was not desirable because I was black. And so like for more people of color to be in media, sorry. Oh, is she like crying? It's a big deal. No, like, I feel like we've said it before and we'll say it again. You cannot appropriate white culture because there's no such thing unless you are a Nazi or <laughs> a Nazi. So you can't appropriate that. And also for the people that are like, for the racists that are saying, oh, Little Mermaid is a Danish story. Shut up. This isn't, this is not, okay, first of all, I don't give a shit. Second of all, this is a remake of the Disney movie. And the Disney movie took place in the Caribbean. And it had a bunch of white people in it. You can't make a movie set in the Caribbean and have a bunch of white people in it. So there you go. And like you said, this means a whole lot more to a bunch more people and kids that are going to discover this for the first time than it would like that change of making Ariel Black and casting Halle Bailey is going to have a lot more positive impact than the quote unquote positive impact of keeping the character white would be to some white people. Exactly. Exactly. So this has been like yeah it's been very exciting yeah i just <laughs> I legit, emotional i still think it's crazy that like people care so much about this i mean i get I like there's still people, racist in the world of course people but... literally care so much and they'll be like no hear me out and it's like just shut up it's crazy <laughs> just shut it's... up it's it's like it just you can't can you just enjoy the movie like it's literally a movie about a fucking mermaid like <laughs> what value does accuracy to a cartoon bring to the actual story? (laughs) But also this movie is going to make so much money for Disney money that they're going to funnel into other white people projects for you to watch. So, right. So (laughs) relax. Um, Let black people have this. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I'm really excited to see this happen to my favorite, one of my favorite movies. Um, So yeah, when this movie comes out, I'm going to be insufferable. (laughs) Well, I am, I am genuinely happy for you. I have no interest because I don't like Disney's new trend of just remaking their old animated shit. Like, I cannot believe that they're remaking, like, shit I care about. Like, Lilo and Stitch, for instance. I will not be watching that. Right. It's (laughs) like the fact. See, to me, it's the fact that they're remaking literally everything they've ever made. And it's like, can you calm down? Some stuff can just exist as animations. We Exactly. Why do we need to remake Lilo and Stitch? And that's kind of a little bit how I felt when they first announced they were making The Little Mermaid. And I was like, oh, shit, they're going to ruin it. But now I'm still a little bit I'm a little bit iffy because, again, the the whole idea, it sounds a little corny. We talked about this with uh, um, Aquaman, how like the underwater stuff can very easily look stupid as shit. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what I think could be a little silly, like because I I I would bet money that like sebastian is gonna is gonna just be a lobster like not a cartoon lobster like it's gonna look like a lobster 
<laughs> Flounder's gonna look like a fish. <laughs> they honestly, they could have, <laughs> with all the shit that they cut out of the other live action movies, they could have just cut that out of this one. <laughs> I would have been fine without it. I would rather not have those characters if it's gonna look corny as fuck. Find another way. Find another way. Make Sebastian a person that comes in earlier on in the story. Maybe. I would appreciate that. The number <laughs> one thing they need to do. The number one thing they need to do plot-wise, though, is just make Ariel a lot less boy crazy and justify this, like, the whole, like, impetus for the plot, basically. I Yeah, I hope that they do that. Honestly, sometimes I look back and I'm like, why is this my favorite? <laughs> See, this is a good example, though, of, like, something maybe I'm not in favor of it, but, like, something that could be justified in terms of being remade, though, to update elements of the story. Totally, totally. And it also just goes to show when you're a kid, you will watch anything. That too. Anyway, <laughs> we spent so much time on The Little Mermaid. Let's well, I think it was worth it because I got to yes. talk about um, the importance of representation. Sorry, you guys had to yeah, hear me yes. get a little bit emotional, but no, good we thing love you didn't emotions. have to see me. We love emotions. Yeah, I like emotions too. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of things that matter to us as children, over on Disney Plus and their projects, we got a first full trailer for Hocus Pocus 2. I love the first Hocus Pocus and Ely has not seen it. Okay, and we well, will, we can we're watch watching it. it. We're watching it this holiday season. We are to. watching it. It is an absolute classic. Uh, this trailer, I did not like. Oh, <laughs> I don't think this is going to be good. I just hope that the trio got good paychecks for this. <laughs> you are too much. <laughs> there was one very funny joke. Like very, I laughed oh, out loud. One one joke in the trailer that i thought was very funny and it reminded me of the original film but other than that i'm not excited but i will watch it because it's on disney plus even if it was in theaters i would watch it hello uh disenchanted which is a sequel to enchanted of course that got a trailer looks fine i'll watch that too first one's a bop really wait hold on you like that movie you don't like enchanted no i'm saying you like it (laughs) yeah it I feel can't like be. you would not like it. Okay, okay. No, Enchanted is like just the right amount of campy. Mm, okay. And and Amy Adams is great. She's I great mean, in that movie. Yeah, I love Amy Adams. I'm just shocked that this is the one that you like. <laughs> I like Enchanted. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, animation. Elemental is the next Pixar movie. It comes out June of next year. Looks fine. We didn't get a trailer or anything. Uh, some more announcements. Inside Out 2 is coming. Uh, contrary to the mm. popular belief, I actually do not like Inside Out. I oh, that don't, one you don't like. I didn't think, I just didn't think it worked. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was heartfelt. The whole like Bobo <laughs> thing or whatever that elephant thing was, was manipulative. Oh my God, stop being mean. No. So I'm no, not excited for this. No, you're heartless. No. Uh, but it's coming summer 2024 if you want to see it. And then Walt Disney Animation announced their next original film is called wish it's coming out fall of next year and it stars ariana debose Mm, they snatched her up real quick yeah they said oscar winner yeah so moving on to tv projects i'm not going to talk about all these i'm going to just go through stuff i actually cared about so for marvel we got our (laughs) full trailer of secret invasion this Mm -hmm. actually looks good i was telling you it doesn't even look like a marvel show like it looks like a a darker drama that belongs on like a more adult platform. So I'm excited. It's, it's going back to the winter soldier tone, which I feel like we've been asking for for years. 
So let's hope it actually is that. And also Olivia fucking Coleman is in it, you guys. <sighs> Icon. I will watch anything she's in. Literally. She could be an absolute garbage and we would watch it. Yeah. So speaking of Kihoi Kwan, he has joined the season two cast of Loki, which is now I'm filming. So excited. Cause yeah. I liked Loki and uh, a little until until the, the end when the Loki started kissing, but <laughs> <laughs> Loki was fine, but I love Kihoi Kwan for obvious reasons. So interesting. I just to see. love this character. I love I love what they're doing with Loki's character. And so now I'm like I'm so excited. Make it more queer though. Like I it was just love it was Tom just Hiddleston. barely queer. Yeah, it wasn't queer enough. However, I feel like maybe they're they're kind of leaning into it. The cre- at least the creators of this show, if it's the same people, uh, I hope. No, the <laughs> showrunner got switched actually. So they were like, the last season was too gay. <laughs> but it wasn't though. I know That's the thing. Like not at all, really. <laughs> anyway, uh, Daredevil: Born Again, which is the Disney Plus series coming in twenty twenty three, or or it's filming in twenty. I don't know, but I yeah. wanted to talk about it because. I thought it was very interesting that even though this they're bringing back uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio from the Netflix series. And of course, mm-hmm. Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio have already made returns in the MCU. They said that this is a reboot. They're not continuing from the Netflix story. Yeah, they're like, it's going to be different. I, I think it's not going to be like a start from it's scratch, weird. but I feel like it might just not cover all of the bases that I think they I feel like they said that because they don't want people who were fans in the Netflix series to be like oh well what about this storyline or what about this thing that happened that was unresolved like I think they want to be guess. able to say like your questions from that show are not going to be answered this is a separate thing I guess it's just weird to bring the actors over too though and I only mean, two of them yeah I feel like who they knows? need to bring back Rosario Dawson's uh like she's yeah. literally filming probably next door just Bring for Ahsoka, over. yeah, yeah, that'd be a good idea. We anyway, need some more continuity. On to my f- absolute favorite thing that was shown at D23, which oh. I was not expecting. Oh, so Marvel has this little thing coming out on October 7th on Disney Plus that they're calling a special. Mm-hmm. I wish that I wish it was just like 20 minutes longer so we could I could refer to it as a film. <laughs> but it's called Werewolf by Night, which is a comic. Um, mm-hmm. Have you? Existed. Did you read the comic before? No, I'm not familiar with this character at all. Mm-hmm. But okay. and I had heard, I had, I did know that this was this project was going to be in black and white. I didn't know this beforehand. I did not know because they released a trailer for this, you guys, that they were going full like Italian horror, Universal monster movie, Grindhouse thing with this trailer. <laughs> And I was watching it and I was like, huh. <laughs> and for the first time in like a while, I saw something for a Marvel property where I was like, wow, this genuinely doesn't look like anything they've ever done before. True. And fun fact, it's actually directed by a composer, Michael Giacchino, a very Ooh, famous composer. Ooh, I like that. Which is interesting you don't really see composers becoming directors but uh but i hope I can... that that means that the musical element will be a big yes. part of this storytelling i hope so too i cannot Ooh. wait for this it's less than a month away and it looks Spooky so like gonna be lit it looks so halloweeny too oh i can't wait for it it looks so good <laughs> anyway lucasfilm all i really wanted to talk about was we got a trailer for season three of mandalorian which is rumored to be the last season what yeah you didn't hear about you're this? lying no you're lying no, it's yeah, it's been rumored. No, 
I'm not lying. No. I'm surprised you're just hearing about this now. I literally did not know that. Don't tell me that. Sorry, dude. That's no! the word on the street. I'm Why sorry. Why would they do that when they have nothing else? I do. I do because they oh they got a lot coming apparently the Qui Gon Jin season of Obi Wan Kenobi better be fucking lit then that's all I gotta say. <laughs> anyway, it's a great trailer. Made me very excited. My favorite little friend Babu Frick made an appearance. Do you still have your Babu Frick? I still have my stuffed Babu Where Frick. Where is he at? And my Babu Frick mug. He's in the closet. You put him in the closet? No, but there's a part there's a part of my closet that's like it's a shelf and he's not covered. So I see him every time I open my closet. Okay. And if you press his little foot, he goes, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. But yeah, right. I love that little guy. So I was I actually watched that while I was out with dad and Brett and Nick. And I You screamed and they were like, squealed. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So excited for that. That comes out next year. Um, but that's really all I want to talk about for D23, which I, I say that as if we haven't been talking about it for like half an hour. Literally. We still talk about the Emmys. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus you guys, Christ. This is going to be a long okay. final episode. Well, it's like, you know, lots of finales are the longest ones. So true. You know, anyway, all right. the Emmys. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Woo. Let's talk about the Emmys. I'm actually, yeah. I'm not going to go through every category, but I wanted oh, to. Oh, thank God. I wanted to go through some specific <laughs> things. So the Emmys were last night. First of all, quick story that came out right before we recorded. The ratings tanked to the lowest in Emmys history. It fell 25% from last year's viewership, which, which kind of sucks because I didn't watch the actual show, but like the clips I've seen, it actually looked like a it really well funny show. Yeah, like they like it looked like they handled it well, and, and it just was yeah. like a good and I will say some of the jokes that I saw were actually funny. So yeah Keenan says... thompson made a showtime joke that was funny um the cast of only murders in the building specifically oh, yeah. martin short saying i want to box you guys up and take you guys home like classified <laughs> documents that was fucking hilarious <laughs> and also jennifer coolidge when she won for white lotus and she was being played off with mm. the music of course which can we please stop fucking we need to that? stop doing that yeah, yeah that needs to end but she had her little paper out and she was trying to thank everybody and she legit was just like wait hold on wait hold on wait hold on <laughs> and then bitch just started dancing to the music they were playing her out off and that was so funny to me that was so funny but anyway some bullet points so ted lasso mm-hmm. won best comedy again yep and Succession won Best Drama again. Ooh. Not really exciting. Uh, <laughs> Zendaya won Best Actress Drama for a second time. Queen shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, were you actually screaming or was it just a fake scream? No, it was a fake scream. Okay, because you know how Zoom cuts out. Imagine scream. if I actually <laughs> screamed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love Literally Zendaya. Literally making she... history. Yes. Was she like the... The, the youngest, youngest person to have two Emmys. Yes. And the first woman to win twice in that category. And. uh, Something else. I feel like something else. But I mean, she's fucking awesome. Period. Yeah. And the, you know how technically the performances have to be nominated for an episode. And the episode that she won for was we episode knew. five and, of season two. And we knew that. We we saw that episode and we were like, Zendaya just won her Emmy. Okay, you didn't see it. You saw <laughs> it on Twitter. Um, But yeah, that episode is absolutely incredible. It's probably the best <laughs> episode of the series besides the specials. And 
watching her performance on that episode was just like blowing me away. So I'm so happy that she won because yeah. I didn't think she would for a second time, and especially I, given the reception of season two, but I'm so happy. And as someone who doesn't watch Euphoria, but watched some of that episode, it like, it kind of scared me. I it's was like, scary, yeah. it made me very like, it made me feel like I had to remind myself that this is acting. It made me scared. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Zendaya is so talented. I know, especially <laughs> since when, like, in real life, she's like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank I know. <laughs> she's so, it's crazy how she just turns it on and off. I'm like, girl, look at you out here acting. <laughs> icon. She's an actress. And she is the moment. <laughs> she's like one of my favorite people. <laughs> Literally, um... I think probably my favorite person. <laughs> we'll be getting back to her later. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Abbott Elementary got a lot of love last night, which I know you're happy about and Nick mm-hmm. is happy about. Shirley Ralph definitely stole the night when, with her oh win for a supporting actress in a comedy. Oh. Her speech was great and so sweet because she was finally getting recognition after so long. Yeah. Love her and, and love it, her in that show. Yeah. I like that show. I need to watch more of it. Um, mm, but I know yeah, you, you, and, do. you and Nick like love it. It's so good. It's so funny. Quinta Brunson won for writing for a comedy series. Yeah, she did. Solo, <laughs> by the way. Yep. We I will come. get to the Jimmy Kimmel thing later, too. Mm-hmm. And then Amanda Seyfried won Best Actress for a Limited Series, which made me very happy because if you yes, have not watched did. The Dropout. You said, remember we talked about this earlier. You were I like, s- this Amanda better get her Emmy. And you know I what? I did. She got, she got it. Yep. That is a great little show and everyone should watch it. And as for snubs and surprises, one thing that absolutely broke my heart, I was shocked that Only Murders basically got nothing. No. I thought for sure Martin Short or Steve Martin would win. I know. What the hell? And they were so fun on stage. They should have hosted. That would have been more fun. See, I told you I fucking hate Jason Sudeikis and his ass. He took that award away from Steve (laughs) Martin and Martin Short. Well, wait, Ate were they ass. nominated for like the ensemble cast award, whatever it's called? No, they were both of them were nominated for best actor comedy. Okay, but I'm saying that show should have been nominated for like ensemble or something because well, it would have been deserving. Yeah, it, I don't know. And it, it's, I think it, mm-hmm. I honestly think it could have won comedy too. Or was it nominated for drama? I don't remember. Drama. It's kind of both to me. I think yeah, so. That was disappointing. Uh, Lizzo's Amazon Prime reality show, Watch Out for the Big Girls, beat RuPaul's Drag Race, which had, a, I believe, a five-year winning streak. That was shocking to me, low-key. That was surprising. I, not, that I, I'm, not that I don't think her show would be deserving of it, but that somebody dethroned Drag Race because RuPaul yeah. has also won like the hosting award, too, over and over and yeah. over again. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, Nick and I watched the first episode or two of Watch Out for the Big Girls, and it was... It was interesting in the sense that like it didn't have like uh as rigid a structure as other competition shows. Like literally legit in the first episode, Lizzo was like, Okay, well, I don't need to see anymore. Like you are you can be in my you could be my backup dancer to like <laughs> one of the women. It's like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for her. I mean, I'm I love drag race, but it's been floundering a little bit in recent seasons, so I'm not particularly mad about this. Um <laughs> hmm. uh, and Rue got the Emmy for host, of course. Yeah, so. he he's fine. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Um, Severance, which I know a lot of people love. Nick loves that show. Robin loves that show. Completely mm. shut out 
which was also shocking because a lot of critics loved it too. So I guess the Television Academy does does not agree. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed that Jean Smart won for Best Actress Comedy for Hacks for the second oh. year instead of Issa Rae because this was Issa Rae's last chance to win for Insecure. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, interesting choice, giving it to a white woman who already won instead of Issa Rae, who's oh. been doing this for six seasons. And I love Insecure. And I think Insecure should have gotten something for like its final season. Uh, but anyway. And then Lee Jung Jae became the first Asian winner in Best Actor Drama for Squid Game, which is also pretty cool. I have not watched that, but a lot of people love that. So. I watched the first episode and it gave me so much anxiety. I was like, I can't keep watching oh. this for my mental health. Oh, really? <laughs> which I feel like it says a lot. You know, I'm sure that's really good for some people that can handle that. I personally cannot. And I'm starting to move away from watching television that makes me feel bad not necessarily to say that the show is bad but i feel like i'm not going to force myself to watch something that makes me feel some type of way if i don't want to and i was just like i'm not in the right headspace to keep watching this show uh, but, so you're you're really not going to watch some of my favorite shows like <laughs> the boys and euphoria okay that's why i i've told you before uh, that's why i won't watch euphoria um i will only watch it on tiktok <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I'm sure it's very deserving. I mean, and this show got obviously got a lot of love last year when it first came out. So when I I was looking forward to it actually being recognized now by the Academy. Yeah. Well, anyway, that wraps up my thoughts on the Emmys and thus the entertainment section has finally concluded, but we're still going to talk about the Emmys because yeah, because we're segueing right into the fun part, (laughs) (laughs) getting the equally as fun part. (laughs) <laughs> which okay. is um of course my best and worst dressed list <laughs> which i have to preface this so the list that i looked at with all the looks um had a lot of people on it that i just like don't know and so i just feel like my least favorite list isn't that long um because i was just like a lot of these people whose looks i don't like i don't even know so i feel like i don't have really a right to comment on them so no i, I- feel you you know, it's just like, I don't want to say, oh, and my worst dressed is so-and-so. And then we're like, who's that? I don't know. Okay, anyway, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's go through my favorites. Um, I put as number one. Do I even have to say it? I think y'all can guess. Zendaya is <laughs> 100%. When I opened my, when I unlocked my iPhone and clicked onto Instagram and the first page that popped up, was Zendaya's the first post that came up was Zendaya's post with her look my Same. jaw literally dropped I was like Same. I did not know how to I didn't I didn't even know how to act I was like how do I move forward with my day now that I've seen this I can't of course I had to repost it because I met I everybody needs to know it, it's so funny the amount of girlies and gays that posted that on their story yesterday including I myself mean, I couldn't help it my my I was like, must repost. <laughs> she looked incredible. Like, yeah. she never misses. I'm like, wow. She's so beautiful. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was amazing. Another absolutely stunning look I thought was Quinta Brunson. And what really sealed it was the sheer brown gloves that went all the way up her arms. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Well, looked, I also think oh, the, the like, I wasn't, I think the bodice was like a little bit crazy with all that copper, but like the copper satin train, there's something real pretty about copper satin, you guys. Yeah, she, it looked great. It looked great. I don't know who her stylist is. I don't know who styled her for this event, but they did a phenomenal job. Um. Okay. Andrew Garfield and Seth Rogen kind of wore the same outfit, so I put them at the same level. But I feel like Andrew Garfield went out a little bit just because his facial hair is so nice, and he's just. It is nice. They're both hot. They're both. I put that. They're both <laughs> hot. <laughs> but y'all know I love men that don't wear just plain black suits. And let me tell you, there were a lot of plain black suits last night. I was very disappointed. Yep. Um. Okay, let me make sure I'm saying her name. I'm not gonna. I mean, I can't. I don't Ho know. Ho Yun Jung. Okay, Ho Yun Jung from Squid Games. She's so cute. Her hair. The hair is cute. Dress with is a fun. little bob. I mean, okay. Wow, it's giving racism, you guys. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I like the slit. She looks cute. I just think she's so nice. Like so nice to look at. She's a very aesthetically pleasing look. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Amanda, <laughs> let me tell you something about Amanda Seyfried. She dressed like she knew she was going to win that award last night. That she did. Yep. She knew she was going to win, and she dressed for it, and she slayed. And at first, I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I like that. But then I saw another angle that was like up close, and I saw what like the actual top of the like the fanning peplum. Yeah, I literally said, "Whoa!" And then I put her on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was cute. Yeah, she looked great. Okay, my most least favorite that I wanted to talk about, not my least favorite, <laughs> the ones that looked horrible. The one that looked horrible, sorry. <laughs> I thought Sarah Paulson, I don't know what homegirl had on. <laughs> I looked and I was like, what? What is that? <laughs> and also, a lot of people were sending stuff into, to, people that were there were sending stuff to Demois saying that like Sarah Paulson looks like she's crying on the red carpet. <laughs> she just screamed at her publicist. Like oh my her God. and her wife aren't talking to each other. <gasps> oh like, no. She was having a night. I don't know what Her was wife going is still on. alive? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. Stop it. <laughs> her wife is quite old. But I hope they're okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm sorry. Also, Issa Rae, I feel like that dress did her a disservice. She like looks so cute. Like her bob is cute. Yeah, she looks cute. Her but skin I is so love good that too. Dress. Oh, she has amazing skin. Yeah. But I just feel like the shape, like the the way that it was like shaped. It I wasn't think... like the shape of the actual gown. It was like the way that the colors were. It created yes. a shape that looked weird. The the like dip color blocking on the hip. In black, that was the weird part because it yeah. just like segmented the shape in a weird way. Yeah, I was like, we could have done better. Yeah, Issa Rae is so beautiful. You have so much to work with. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like, we could have done better. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then there were some things that I just needed to say. Okay. okay. Sandra, oh, I thought she looked so cute, but that purple, babe, she's too pale for that purple. You have to understand your undertone and how what colors look good with skin tones. I know I can't wear light tones. I know I can't wear some stuff because it would wash me out. I can't wear light pink, but I can wear a green. I can wear a burgundy. Mm -hmm. Sandra O oh could not rock that purple. The color, if that suit would have been yeah. a different color, it would have looked so cute. But I feel like it washed her out. I was like, oh. Yeah, I, but she I get looked that. cute. Like she was loving it too. I, I wish I loved it too. Oh. Um, I also wanted to say, 
I almost put Rosario Dawson as one of my favorites, but I couldn't like fully convince myself that it was one of my favorites. But I feel like I kind of I I liked it. She was kind of rocking it. Oh, you put didn't it on like your it? list? No, I thought it was fine. Wow. Okay. Um, and then I said black women know how to rock yellow. Angela Bassett looks fucking amazing. Yes, black I do agree with that. Literally does not crack. Like that woman, I don't know what she, <laughs> I don't know what type of elixir she's drinking every day to slay the way that she's slaying, but it's a lot of water. <laughs> Electrolytes. <laughs> okay, I have a very important question for you. A very important like question Lizzo's, for you. Did I, are you gonna ask Where the like... fuck is Lizzo? Why is she not on your favorite list? That okay, dress she, okay. was gorgeous. Now, 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 I after I made that list, I it kind of hit me, and I was like, oh wait, Lizzo was not on this uh, article. She wasn't in here. What? So the fuck? I missed it. I don't know. Blame Buzzfeed. I missed it. But I will say. I actually did like this look. A big step up from the last event that she was at oh, where I didn't on. like her look. The and you liked it. Yes, I didn't like that dress. I loved what she had on last night. She looked so cute. Okay, good. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. I Sorry, I meant to put that in the things I need to say because she wasn't in this article. And I, I realized afterwards, I was like, well, uh, where the fuck is Lizzo? Yeah. Um, but Zendaya takes it. I mean. <laughs> no fucking question. <laughs> no question. Yeah, I mean, a, a small part of me is like, I wish it wasn't black, like give me a <laughs> color or something. But other than that, it looks absolutely gorgeous. No, I love it black. Keep it black. All <laughs> black every day. Now I'm looking at it again. Oh, and her hair. Oh my god. Okay, imagine if it was yellow. You said black women look great in yellow. Like imagine like a nice mustard or or gold even. Come on. I feel like because it's such a big gown though, having it be like a muted color that doesn't hurt your eyes is like. It's nice. I guess. I mean, I'm not <sighs> complaining. She looks. Stunning. She looks so perfect. She's so cute. Oh, I wish I was in okay. there. Uh okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Next, we all want to talk about it. Jimmy Kimmel basically kind of overshadowed Quincha Brunson's acceptance speech, and it, it has sparked a debate. I said, or an online discussion, if you will. Now, let me say this, and then I'm going to say what I think as a black woman. Okay. <laughs> Before I let the white man speak. <laughs> Okay, so after the event, if you didn't see the speech, basically Jimmy was doing a bit where he was pretending to be like dead on stage and he stayed on stage the entire time Quinta was giving her speech. And some people were saying like, oh, my God, that's so rude. He should apologize to her. That's so annoying. I'm so mad, blah, blah, blah. So then after um, the Emmys were over, Quinta did an interview with Variety, like on a stage where they were asking her questions and she was answering. And they asked her what she thought about that. And she said, quote, I don't know. I don't. Or she said, I don't know. I know Jimmy Kimmel. And I felt like the bit didn't bother me that much. I don't know what the Internet thinks. And then she went on to say that um, she's going to be on his show later this week. I think literally uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. So before you hear this episode, um, she's going to be on his show. And she said, oh, maybe I'll punch him in the face or something like as a joke. Or she was like, maybe I'll be more mad about it tomorrow. But it didn't bother me that much. And then she also went on to say that her and Jamie have been friends for a while. And he was actually one of the first people to watch the pilot for Abbott Elementary. And he immediately texted her and was like, you should did something amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. So he was like a very early supporter of the show, whatever, you know, whatever. And then afterwards, she got a photo with Getty where she's like blocking his face with her Emmy. So she kind of <laughs> got him back. Clearly, they have a playful, friend friendly relationship. And here's my take on it as a black woman. <laughs> one. 
if Quinta isn't that bothered by it, I'm not going to be as up in arms about it if they're friends, whatever. But I will say this. It is interesting to me how men and particularly white men cannot allow themselves to be like removed from a situation that they are not involved in. Like they always have to be somewhere in something in somebody's business, like everywhere. And so this is just an example of that. And like, Quint is a better person than me because I would have been like, literally, fuck that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If you would have did that, like, you know, we're good friends. If you would have did something like that, I would have been like, what is wrong with you? Like, maybe I wouldn't have gone in the press and been like, that was so shitty. But I would have like afterwards been like, are you dumb? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm glad that I guess she's fine with it. But I think it's like it wasn't the best. You know, it wasn't the it was best thing stupid. to do. And I feel it's like, like it wasn't really funny anyway. So it was like, why yeah, did that it, need yeah, to go Exactly. On? It wasn't even that funny. And it's like you could have just gotten up while the camera was cutting to like follow her up the stage. Could have gotten up and walked away. And I just wish she would have done that so that there wouldn't have been all this, you know. Yeah. I guess I'm fairly neutral on it just because of her reaction to it. It kind of like diffused. I guess it did what she yeah. what it wanted what she wanted it to do. It diffused the conversation, so to speak. But you know, there's probably going to be they're going to talk about it in a jokey way tomorrow. I hope so. And I, I mean, I, I actually a lot of people really, well, actually, no, I'm not, I don't know. I feel like Jimmy Kimmel is a genuine enough human being where he'll probably apologize to her on camera about it when they're on the show together, regardless yeah. of what they think about it. Um, I feel like he's not an actually like shitty person intentionally. I think he's just a white man, you know? Yeah. Um, it was a bad judgment type of deal. Yeah. So I'm sure he will apologize to her and they'll definitely joke about it when she's on his show. But yeah, I was like, I was like, of course, of course, this white man had to do this. Like, this is how they are. <laughs> this is not surprising to me in the least. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Last thing about the Emmys. <clears throat> hey, I told y'all I- I'm getting over something. <clears throat> okay. Okay. You guys, again with Zendaya. I you I know you watched this because I saw you in the in the in the doc I, earlier. I did. Okay. So after she won her award, Zendaya did another one of those like quick interviews. I think this one was with E or Entertainment Tonight or something. I don't know. She did like a little a little side interview and they asked her, who is the first person you text after you win this award? And she said, well, I didn't have to text my mom because my mom was already here. And then she said, and then the so the first person I text is my boyfriend. Uh, (laughs) That was Tom Holland. uh, 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 Oh, my God. Screaming, crying. I'm so sweet. If they ever break up, I swear to fucking God. I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. I truly don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I don't even want to think about that happening. Don't even say that. (laughs) That is the day the world will stop spinning and everybody will be like, what? (laughs) This? (laughs) They're so cute. Okay, and of course, Tom couldn't be present because he's in New York filming his little TV show or whatever. Um, that seems to be taking forever, by the I way. I know. My parents were in New York, and they saw his show filming, and that was a while ago. So Yeah, better be good. Up. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next thing I want to talk about. Did we talk about this last week? Did we talk about Leo at all last week? Leonardo DiCaprio? I don't think so, no. Okay, I'm surprised I didn't. 
Okay, if y'all don't know, there's like a running joke that Leo doesn't date women over 25. And then as if he was just trying to prove that this joke is actually true, he recently ended a four-year relationship with his girlfriend, Camilla um, Marone. I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? No, me neither. I just know Camilla's can't be trusted. Yeah, well, he broke up with her and it just (laughs) happened to be mere weeks after her 25th birthday. (laughs) So, um... He's apparently proving it to be right. However, now multiple sources have told People Magazine that he is, quote, getting to know um, Gigi Hadid, which she's 27 and she has a baby. So this is kind of different for Leo. This is kind of new. I have something controversial and perhaps mean to say. I don't get it. I do not think he's cute. Oh, like Leo? not even at all, really. Well, yes. Like if it's... this was 1998, but it's not. <laughs> Right. No, 100 percent. I think a lot of people like him just because they see him still as 1998. They see but him see, still as I don't, 90s I don't Jack. Get that. You or know who 90s Jack. You know who still looks like they did in 1998? George Clooney. That's a hot man. That I like, yeah. But Leo, he hasn't looked right to kind me since off. like the early 2000s. <laughs> but he's well, rich. So <laughs> I'm also like super over like these 40-year-old men, like Leo, Scott Disick everyone like dating like uh, literally 19 year olds it's so weird yeah, to me i mean gigi's not a 19 year old but it's also like you're really telling me you have something in common with someone 20 years younger than you like at what point are we drawing the line i yeah. don't know anyway so one source said they're just getting to know each other but aren't dating just quite yet another source said that leo is definitely pursuing gigi and then a third mm. source said that they're just hanging out as friends with like their with friend groups now i would believe that however multiple people have been submitting like tips and like uh what are they called blind items to demois not really blind items but just submitting things saying that they've seen the two leo and Gigi making out at like events at bars so i'm like come on y'all what's going on what's going on Gigi had did that (laughs) (laughs) yup she did that Yes, she did. Um, I guess good for her. I don't know. Whatever. I don't hope care. this guy doesn't fight her mom. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's white, so maybe her mom will approve. Oh! <clears throat> All right. Now, this is the last story that I have that's kind of going to be a mouthful. So, like, I need y'all a to saga? listen up because this is insane. <laughs> okay. Let me open up this little article here to make sure I got my shit. Okay. <laughs> So if you don't know, basically what started this whole thing, um, this woman named Kim Kardashian and this man named Ray J, of course, made a sex tape, which allegedly launched Kim's career. (laughs) But now it keeps coming back up. This happened more than 20 years ago, and it keeps popping up because um, there was a moment where like Kanye West started saying that like Ray J had other sex tapes that um Kanye wanted and then an episode of the Kardashians the new Hulu show the sex tape came up and Kim made kind of a bogus joke about Ray J that was like actually super bogus like she basically joked about him assaulting her and like I feel like that is not okay to say about someone when they didn't do that to you and now Kris Jenner went on the late late show and did a polygraph uh we're gonna call it quote in quotes polygraph test where she said where she passed again in quotes passed the test saying that she was not responsible for leaking 
the sex tape. And Ray J has absolutely had enough with them claiming that they had no part in leaking the sex tape because his side of the story is that him, Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner basically like coordinated the release of the sex tape to help boost their presence in pop culture. And obviously it worked. So now Ray J's like, let's stop telling lies. So he basically posted two videos, which I think this is hilarious. One of them is 28 minutes and the Jesus. other one is 44 minutes Oh long. my God. <laughs> like who has the time? Um, but he was popping off. So I just want to go over some of the things that he said. Because I think this is important. First, he said, quote, I don't know what the fuck you think this is, but you have fucked with the wrong person. You just <laughs> fucked with the wrong black man. <laughs> He's over it. Um, okay. So one of the big things that he said was he pointed out that he believes and that he has proof that James Corden's like polygraph guy is basically a fake polygraph expert. Like he uses, he operates under like somebody else's license and like he basically calls him a fraud. So I feel like anytime you see James Corden doing polygraph tests with people, they're not legit. Um, so that's one thing. And mind you, they're saying, oh, Chris passes polygraph saying that she didn't leak the sex tape. And then he's like, well, that guy's not legit. He posted like some weird blurry ass Instagram graphic about like how mm-hmm. this guy is like super fake, but whatever. And then he went to claim that uh, Chris Jenner watched. She watched two of the sex tapes that Ray J and Kim made and Ew. picked which one made Kim look better, like gave her a better look. Ew. And that's the one they agreed to release, which I'm like. That's creepy. That's your mom. What yeah, the fuck? what the fuck? No. And then this is the juiciest part, which if you have time, I would actually Google this BuzzFeed article. It's uh, it's called, um, it, the title is Ray J showed his messages with Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, and slams Kris Jenner into skating videos on Instagram because he posted screenshots of his Instagram DM conversations with Kim Kardashian after that episode of The Kardashians aired. And they definitely had a conversation and this is, this, it kind of exposes them. Um, It's like, there's a lot of DMs back and forth and they actually ended like in a pretty like pleasant way, but she basically tries to like defend what she said in the episode and then apologizes. And then it's like, I'm going to get my lawyers and we're going to release a statement to kind of like retract the joke that I made so that you don't look bad. And then like, um, she's like, yeah, we both have kids. We have families. Like, I want this to be over. Like, um, just so you know, this is going to be coming up in later episodes. Um, like they're just talking about the sex tape in general. Um, but it, it's, it's quite interesting. And he also posted his text messages with Kanye too, back when Kanye said, Hey, I know you have more tapes. Like I want them. And so, um, he's, he's exposing them. If you haven't, I think there's, I think all of this content is still up on Ray J's Instagram. So I would encourage you to maybe don't watch all of his videos because they're very long, but (laughs) take a gander at some of the stuff that he's posted because he is done with this, with this storyline. He's over it. This just makes me think, remember, I don't remember if it was this season or last, but remember at one point when you said you were going to stop talking about Kim Kardashian? (laughs) I feel like I know I, well, I said I was going (laughs) to stop talking about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson and Kanye, that weird thing that was going on. I, I feel like I can't not talk about Kim Kardashian when I'm talking about pop culture. All her drama, though, is related to men, like the men in her life. Hmm. I guess, I mean, pattern. <laughs> but right. 
Well, I wish we would have been doing this podcast when uh, her and uh, Courtney had that explosive fight because that was so fucking funny. Oh my god, with the makeup on the wall. Yes. <laughs> the and shoulder Kobe's makeup. Like, you guys, my daughter is sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Courtney, Courtney, Scott." <laughs> <laughs> they were just like funny. smacking the shit out of each other <laughs> that's like so how funny. me and my brother used to fight <laughs> it was honestly the most like authentic family has been like yes that's what real siblings do and then oh kendall God. sat there like watching the whole thing didn't even give a shit okay but the makeup on the wall absolutely that is that the video. fun and then it, it's chloe <laughs> Rubbing it off the wall. That's the funniest thing. Like, imagine having to wipe your sister's <laughs> face off the wall. No, it was her shoulder. She had no, shoulder she makeup on. Smacked her head I, and hit her face are on the you wall. Sure. I thought you it was. Watch the video, babe. Okay. I thought what was so funny about it is that it was shoulder no, makeup. It's that um Kim or no, Courtney smacked Kim in the head mm. and her head. Hit like her the side of her face hit the wall, so all I'll her face to, makeup came off. I'll have off to watch it again, but that's funny. <laughs> Regardless, it's funny, but it's really funny if it's shoulder makeup. No, who wears shoulder makeup? Kim Kardashian what wears shoulder makeup. What is like foundation makeup? on your shoulder? I don't fucking know. I'm not a Kardashian. <laughs> anyway, uh, should we get to the media moment? Yeah. Yeah. It's time. For the media moment. Okay, so I'm going first. And Ilya and I had a discussion about this. It's the yeah. finale. I'm talking about two films. Because. Zach just likes to talk. Because, first of all, I won't have an opportunity to talk about, like, the other thing next week. Because we won't have it next week. And second of all, I can't say, like, too much about either of these films. Because, well... Spoilers, basically. So I figured I could fit them in the one media moment. So I saw two excellent films in the last week, you guys. Firstly, I want to talk about a film I saw last night, which 100% royally fucked with me. You might have heard people talking about it called Barbarian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, you guys. You need to go see this movie. It's great. I really cannot say that much. I think that the trailer is one of the best trailers released in recent memory because it does oh. not tell you a thing about what happens once they go down in that basement. Oh my gosh. And this film is just great because it subverts expectations, which is something I love. And it takes risks, which is another thing I love. Ooh. And also I knew I was probably going to like it because especially with horror films, you know what cinema score is when like, you know, it's a they collect audience grades mm, when they mm -hmm. come out. Okay. So particularly with horror films that perhaps aren't marketed in the way that like audiences expect, general American audiences usually give amazing groundbreaking horror films like F or D cinema scores. Like Mother, which I talked about oh. last week, is an absolute masterpiece. That got an F. Uh, it comes at night, which I forget the name of the director, but he directed that film Waves that we saw. Mm -hmm. That got an F. I think that film is amazing. Hereditary got like a D when it came what? out. What? And Barbarian got a C minus, I think. It's because so American you like, audiences are you stupid. You know this is going to be good. Yeah, it's because American audiences are stupid. I'm sorry. Ooh. The general audience, like a majority of them, they go to the movies just to kill time. And they don't <laughs> know what cinema is. Anyway, um, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. 
so i need to see this and Mm -hmm. yeah it just it's i oh i can't say that much about it because i really like the thrill of it is the surprise of it all but i will say that just like like a third of the way into the movie there's a really intense scene happening and then it just cuts to a completely different state and a completely different character and a completely different vibe and it does that shit like multiple times throughout the movie and it's so interesting because you genuinely don't know where it's going but it all connects it all makes sense it's so well written and so cleverly crafted i just think it's great it's one of the best horror films in the last few years i think wow okay i've been hearing a lot of hype about this movie so when you texted me and said oh my god i saw a movie that fucked with me i was like oh it was a barbarian yeah (laughs) it also Um, is funny i laughed multiple times interesting i'm gonna have to ask my coworker daniela about this because she which i gave her a shout out last week and she was so happy about it so i'm shouting you out again daniela um did she see barbarian did not she saw it and she said she didn't like it so now i want to know what she didn't like Mm. about it interesting interesting daniela Hmm. Well, I liked it a lot. <laughs> and just as it was funny, it was also very disturbing. I uh, did not sleep well last, like, last night because I was Ooh. thinking about certain things. There was a particular series of shots that made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just go see it, you guys. It's great. And another Maybe film that's just... great, you'll just sweat. You're not going to watch it. You don't watch new things. I was going to say, uh, maybe I'll just read the synopsis. On God, you're so frustrating. <laughs> anyway, another new film that I saw last week that I also think people should see, but no one's seeing it. It's called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. And it actually debuted day and date on Peacock as well, but nobody has Peacock. But like, if you have Peacock, I think you should watch it. Um, But it is a satire mockumentary starring regina hall and sterling k brown and we enter the film where they're like the co-pastors of this mega church in like the south uh and sterling k brown's character has just gone through a scandal we don't quite know what it is until like halfway through uh but all the congregation has left the church and they're planning for this like relaunch on easter sunday to like you know bring everyone back to the church and you know renew their image and first of all, I wanted to see this movie because I absolutely adore Regina Hall. And I think she's one of the most underrated, underused actresses in Hollywood. She can do anything. She can do comedy. She's so funny. She's so good at really human drama. I tell people all the time to watch Support the Girls, which is her best role that she did a couple of years ago, where she's like the manager of a Hooters-esque restaurant. That's a really, really great movie. Um, and I think this is a great movie. And this is... I mean, I think she's great in Support the Girls, but I think this really allows her to flex like the comedy and drama equally. And it's kind of like a, almost like a Lady Macbeth sort of storyline for her, but it's funny. And the thing I love most about this besides the performances, so when it's in mockumentary mode, it has one aspect ratio. But then suddenly early on in the film, the aspect ratio switches and so does the camera that's being used and you realize oh we're not in mockumentary mode anymore where it's like a regular film as we would expect it in terms of just like you know om- omniscient third person character uh camera mm-hmm. 
And it does that throughout the film multiple times. And you know it happens because of that aspect ratio changes. It changes from Academy to just the normal right. widescreen. And that's really cool and interesting. And it's the coolest when it happens within the same scene. You'll be getting like Ooh. the mockumentary camera and then like outside of that and it'll switch back and forth and it just gives you a different context to scenes and generally the non-mockumentary footage is the more like serious dramatic scenes and you would think that that clashes but it didn't for me i think some critics were saying that it did feel tonally weird to them but it worked for me and so i, I would feel go from like, like laughing to not laughing and all that i feel like it also takes a really good kind of actor to be able to do any type of mockumentary type of like format because it's almost yeah. like you're playing two different characters naturally but you have to do it in a subtle way because like of course people that know that they're being filmed will act differently exactly but not in a way that's like so obvious right so i feel like it it's really special when actors can do that like really well yeah exactly i definitely agree i think that's the <laughs> That's like the thing this film has going for it. And I just really enjoyed it. And I, like I said, love Regina Hall. And it's funny. Also Ooh. laughed out loud. I've heard this is another times. one that I've heard a lot about on the internet, on the interwebs. Yeah. I can't say too much more about it either because I know Nick really wants to watch it and he listens to this podcast. Uh-oh. Uh, but it's great. It's both of these films. I'm telling you guys, the, the list for top 10 contenders is growing too large. I'm Ooh. at the point where I have more than 10 top 10 contenders and we haven't oh. even entered Oscar season yet. So yes. it's an issue, but um, <laughs> go see them both. I love them both. Okay. Well, luckily for everyone's ears, I don't really have much to say All right. about <laughs> You're rude as fuck. It's the season kidding. finale. Hey. I'm celebrating cinema. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> well, this is just... Um, it just happened to be that like the new piece of media I consumed this week was a book, but I haven't really finished it yet, but I feel like I have a cute little story about it. So I wanted to talk about it. Okay. So um, my DC friend, Morgan, um, when we were in New York, she mentioned that her coworkers wanted to start a book club because they all realized that they liked the same type of like thrillers. And I was like, Oh, I've been kind of like into reading thrillers lately. Like I read one and, um read one this year and I've like read I used to read a lot more of that type of genre in high school and I really liked those kind of books and usually that's what will like keep me reading um plus I've been reading a lot of like romance novels this year and so I was like I would love to switch it up so I was like can I be in the book club and she was like oh my god yeah like here's the sign up sheet and we like we were in our hotel room like laying together and we were like looking up the different books <laughs> while we were in New York and so then they added me to the group chat and they were like, okay, everyone, like, here's the book that we're reading. Let's get started. And the last time I joined a book club, I didn't really do well, like to keep up with it. But this one I think is um, much smaller. So I feel like the accountability aspect that I like with book clubs will be like stronger. And because we're like talking about it over text. So I feel like I have more motivation to keep up with the chapters. And so the book that we selected is called A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham. And this is her first novel, and I believe it's relatively new. Um, and so I started reading it um, uh, uh, on Sunday, I think. And um, I don't know how far into it I am because I'm I'm reading it on my uh, Kindle. But I think I'm on chapter 13. Uh, I'm supposed to be at chapter 16, I think, for the book club. But You're lagging behind. Well, no, no, no. That's like the next benchmark I have to meet. Um, 
it's really good, you guys. And I have to say, I think I've said this before on this podcast. Sometimes I don't like books that are told from like first person because of how like descriptive you have to be as a writer to be able to like. Oh, yeah. You were talking about this recently. Yeah. To be able to like create that imagery inside the reader's head. And I just think that it's so unrealistic when they write it in first person because that's not how people think. So it Mm -hmm. bothers me when like characters are like just being so descriptive about things. And it's like nobody would say that or nobody would think that. (laughs) But this book does that really fucking well. And you kind of like don't even realize it. And it's very, I, I think it's really good. So the the story is like the main character, Chloe, when she was 12, her dad got arrested for killing six girls in their town and has been in jail ever since. And then 20 years later, she moved out of her hometown, like lives, has a private practice. She's now doctor, um, Chloe, whatever her last name is. Um, and she's a psychologist. And so- she like helps people that have trauma like her and now in this new city right before she's like about to get married and like has all these big plans for her life it's like coming up on the 20th anniversary of her dad getting arrested and now girls in her new town start going missing again and she it kind of starts to affect her so i'm like not good yeah so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting plus a little bit light spoiler she kind of has a little bit of a drug problem. And so because she's the narrator, I feel like that's going to create some difficulties. We're going to have like the unreliable narrator trope. Oh, I see. You know I, I see. Mean? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm Tricky. actually really excited to get further into this one. And now it's like, this is, and this is how I know I'm reading a book that I like is like when I'm not reading it, I'm like, oh, I wish I could be reading right now. <laughs> so I'm really excited. Nerd. Yeah, I really like this one. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in a book club and I'm reading <laughs> and we're like texting about it as we're reading it. We're all like really into it. That's cute. Mm-hmm. I don't think a book club would work for me because I read so slow. Like I I like it because of the accountability. Like I'm like, oh, I have to read this by this date. Otherwise, I can't chat with girls. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. See, remember how Nick and I were supposed to have this little kind of like little yeah, funky no, book ahead, club Nick's between way the two ahead of us? You. you know about this? Yeah, he told me about some stuff in that book. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he randomly Okay, for context, you guys, we're still reading a little life because it's a fucking giant book. It is not little. It should be called a huge life. Um <laughs> and I the last chapter I left off on was really, really, really dark and depressing. Oh, you got to that part? Yeah, Nick and, was like, I'm worried about Zach when he gets to this part. And and so I was like, I need to take a break. So I haven't read it in like probably the better part of two weeks. And all of a sudden, randomly, like sometime last week, Nick was like, for, "I'm I, the page I'm at is around like 380 or something. He's like, oh, I'm like in the mid 500s. I'm like, when did that happen? How many pages are this book? Jesus Christ. It's over 800. I think it's 820 something. Oh my God. Why did you guys pick this book? Because it's- it's, You could have read literally anything else. Okay. It is really well written, which is part Uh of the reason why it's so sad and depressing when you get to the dark parts. Oh my God. Uh, But yeah, he told me- the worst is yet to come. So, oh wait, maybe you haven't gotten to the part then that he told me about. He told I, me about the, part of it, and he was like, "I'm worried about when Zach gets to the part." The part I left off on was, um, wait. So he's he's told you about this, is um Jude getting attacked by his partner, basically. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the part he said he was worried about when you got to it. Yeah, um, very sick. It gets worse. <laughs> According to Nick, it does. Wow, I should yeah. message him and be like, "Tell yeah. me what happens." 
There is a, so the book is separated into acts and there's chapters within those acts. There is an oh, act okay. coming up that's called the happy years. So I'm hoping that that's not ironic. <laughs> that That is a genuine. Fingers fucking crossed. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad you're enjoying that book. Yeah. I hope you continue Look to Look at us it. reading this year. Girl, don't even with me. That Those 300 something pages, I started that, I think, in like January. <laughs> it is now September. Well, that's okay. So. You know what? By the end of the year, you're going to be like, I read this book. Uh, I don't hopefully, know if I'm going to finish it by the end of this year. That should be your goal. It should be, but I don't think it's going to. Wow, you're funny. I know that like my movie watching is going <laughs> to ramp up because it's Oscar season is starting. True. And um, my video game consumption probably will not change. So, where does that leave time for books? Mm, Especially if it's sad as shit. Nowhere. Anyway. I guess it's time to wrap up because I'm pretty sure we're getting We've very close really to the two hour off. mark. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so thank you guys for listening to the super jammed pack finale. What a wonderful finale. Um, yeah, but see, now I'm kind of sad because it's going to be, be too sad. Much oh my God. We're going to pick up so soon. You're going to be like, wow. And like you said, we like yes. the breaks are good for us. I guess so, but like we've been really hitting our stride lately, and oh, I don't know. Well, you know what? Um, distance only makes the heart grow fonder. That's true. Plus, I'm gonna be really fucking busy. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to come on here and being cranky? No. Okay then. Sorry, you guys. Crankier this is a big election. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you know what? If we're going to leave off on anything, I want to leave off on this. <clears throat> Lindsey Graham has introduced a nationwide abortion ban. If the Republicans take back the House and the Senate, they will pass it. So please, for the love of God, check your voter registration. Make sure that it's up to date. Make sure your address is correct. I agree. You have proper identification. Please, please, please go fucking vote. I agree. Thank you. And for those of you who don't think that you have to vote because you live in like a super blue area, blah, 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 whatever. Go fucking Just vote. Do anyway. it. Just do it. Remember when Donald Trump won the presidency because y'all did that same shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. really fucking scared, actually. So please, <laughs> yeah. please go, go vote. And if you don't live in a blue state, there really is no excuse. Just Jesus yeah. Christ. Just don't also, even come back here if you're not going to vote. Like, have hope, though, because there have been, like, tens of millions of new qualified registered voters since, um, uh, what was last election? 2020. So, and most of that is young people, obviously. So, right. have, there's hope. There's hope, you guys, but you just I need to hope, actually go and do it. You need to go and do I it. I am nervous. Yeah. I mean, and I also saw a poll recently where, like, 70% of Americans don't want Trump to run again. I'm shocked. It, I mean, it should be higher, but that's a good number. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> Just go vote, okay? <laughs> yeah. I like but my anyway. rights. <laughs> I want Ely to keep her rights, so, yeah. I want Zach to keep his rights. <laughs> Singular right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. I meant to laugh and then launched into a cough wow. and then launched into sadness when I realized, oh, you could be right. Yeah, so, so go vote. We're, if you like us, yeah. if you like human rights, go vote. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we love you all. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode and we will be back. Stay tuned to the socials. Like I said, uh, we'll be back in two months, but enjoy your Halloween. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your Indigenous Peoples Day. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your voting day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God, there's so much we'll be missing. We're going to be yeah. seeing Don't Worry, Darling. I'm going to be going on my European vacation. We're going to have a lot to catch up on. Yeah, but we'll catch up on it. So talk to you. Talk to you. Or have a good night. Have a good night for the last time in two months. Whoa, okay. We've taken yeah. longer breaks. It's okay. No. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have a good okay. night. Bye. <laughs>